So my first, so I've got a set of questions I want to ask you, Blake. I think they're going to uh, take things in the deep direction of like your why as an entrepreneur. And that's the premise of the show is just digging into the whys of different entrepreneurs. And I got a few different reasons for selfishly why I want to do this. One of them is I don't really completely understand what my why is as an entrepreneur. And so I'm excited that I'm going to just dig into it with a bunch of people like you, purpose-driven entrepreneurs. My first question is a deep one. And it is, uh, what, it, it, if you could, if you could decide, uh, what is your eulogy going to be? Ooh, <laughs> what is funny is that I know it sounds really, uh, what do you say? Dark or morbid, but I think that's a healthy thing. And I've actually written, I, don't, I wish, I wish I had that in front of me. I've actually written a version of this, oh, not necessarily wow. eulogy, more like, more like obituary, more like, yeah. just kind of like sure. the summary that you see in the newspaper, you know? Sure. But I think it's healthy because I don't know who first said the phrase, but start with the end in mind. Right. Yeah. And how do you want to be known? How do you want to be remembered? Yeah. And for me, uh, I think, I think that's an indicator. It's not necessarily a hundred percent, but it's an indicator of the person that you are. So I, I'm a big, big, big believer, as you know in envisioning the per the person that you're becoming yeah. and thinking about your future self. And so eulogy, I think is actually a really good place to start. Yeah. And so for me, um, I actually, I kind of have a little bit of a framework for this, like part, part of what we do with CoThrive, which is why this is so perfect is um, CoThrive is all about helping companies and helping leaders um, lead being powered by their why. So yep. by their, by their mission, by their purpose. So we help leaders and companies thrive powered by their why. And um, for me, like we, we, we use a growth plan for that. And so we want people to say, hey, what are the five things that you want to be known for? And so I've done that process. And for me, it's I want to I be known for being generous um, with not only my resources, but also with my time. Somebody that people actually um, feel like they are invested in. Um, because I've, I've been generous with my time, I want to be known for someone who is wise. And so that means, um, you know, having a wisdom that comes from above for me um, yeah. and that ask great questions, great insightful questions. Um, I want to be known for having courage. And that means doing the hard thing, even when it's not expedient. And so these are all things in my eulogy and <laughs> in my yeah. obituary that I hope comes, comes out. Um, I want to be known for being uh, purpose driven. So this is perfect for the show. So yeah, being, being, being driven more by purpose than by ego. So I want people to be able to say in my eulogy that, um, this is, this is somebody who has had such a clear sense of purpose, such a clear sense of mission. And, um, they, he let that drive him over his ego. We can actually yeah. expound on that a little bit. Cause I, I have a, I have a, I think a, a different way of thinking about that than what's typical when you think about ego. Interesting. Um, but yeah, those are, those are, those are some of the things that I want to eulogize. So it's funny you ask it because I actually think it's a really healthy thing to think yeah. about. Maybe not all and the if, time, but if somebody asked me that question, I would honestly not know how to answer it. It's a little bit easier for me. So I've got a follow-up question in case I talk to somebody who struggles with that. And that's just, what do you hope your friends will say about you? Or just what do you hope people will say about you? That's a little bit easier for me than like, what is my eulogy? Eulogy is like, Oh man, what do I want to be like this summarizing statement of like the impact yeah. that I've had? That's a 
I, honestly, it's terrifying. I don't yeah. know the answer to it. And it's part of the reason I have this podcast. Um, I, what, what do you mean you say you've got like a different uh, take on ego? So I like to think, I think everybody is somewhere on a spectrum, right? So like we're all driven by ego to some degree. Yes. Some more than others. Yes. Um, but I like to think of a spectrum of ego driven to purpose driven. Okay. So and, and ego driven, this, this is what I think is a little bit different. Like most people, when you think of ego, you think of somebody who's like, who thinks the world of them of themselves and who's like beating on their chest, talking about how awesome they are. Right. And that's totally, that's totally ego driven. That's totally ego. But being ego driven is also when you're more driven by how you look, maybe you're more driven by your own comfort over yeah. your cause. And so for me, and that's what I kind of identify more with is that I'm naturally more perfectionist oriented. Like I want to have all my ducks in a row. I want to come across, I want things to come across as looking perfect. Yeah. I want, I naturally want to look like, oh, I ha this guy has everything together, right? And what I've realized is that that actually is a huge impediment to accomplishing, accomplishing real things of magnitude and particularly yeah. accomplishing my purpose, right? So the more I, I still want to do things with excellence, and this is this is a this is a part of my growth plan, by the way, is being more purpose driven, less ego driven. But I want to be I want to be so driven by purpose that it compels me to take action, even when it's not comfortable, even when um, I don't feel like maybe I have everything um, lined up. Um, but I think if I'm being driven by purpose, then I'm still going to be doing excellent work. So excellence, I still want to try strive for that. But I'm not caring about how I look. I'm caring about am I accomplishing am I accomplishing the mission, and I'm not letting my myself and my comfort and the way I look get in the way of accomplishing the mission. So each of those things that you said you hope are said about you, um, why why do they matter to you? Why does it matter? Like what's so important about like take I guess taking them one at a time. What's so important about each one? Yeah. So let's start. We can start with Kurt as an example. Um, courage matters because it doesn't necessarily come natural. And I think that it's, uh, it's a prerequisite to living out your purpose. Um, and it's a prerequisite to really, um, having impact in your life and leaving legacy. So if you think about, if you think about the people who have impacted the world, um, without fail, there are going to be people who, uh, took risk and who put themselves out there. And um, to me, that, that's a lot of what courage looks like is taking smart risks and putting yourself out there. And um, I guess, to be honest, man, it, it, it all comes back to purpose, which is another one of the things I really want to be known for is this guy was just really purpose driven, like it oozed from him. And um, I'm saving the question for like what I can, I can, I can hopefully expound a little bit more on what my individual purpose is. But, yeah. um, but I want, I want that to ooze. And in order for that to happen, you have to be somebody who takes action yeah and taking action requires courage and it requires yep. putting yourself in the arena as teddy roosevelt would talk about and okay. uh, making yourself vulnerable um and somebody that people can take shots at and critique and all all the like but you're you don't care or at least you shouldn't care about that because you're so driven by purpose that you're not going to let anything get in the way but that takes yeah. courage to do that yeah I, I have a really juicy question that i want to ask you but before i ask you that question uh, there's this one, and that is, what are the systems and things that you've put in your life that you've put in place that are driving you towards that uh, that eulogy? 
wow, you're like, you're like literally asking the things that we, that we do and that we teach. So, um, I think systems are really important. So it's one thing, it's one thing, like I'm, I'm, an, I'm somebody who actually loves goals. I love having big goals. I love thinking about, you know, future stuff. Yeah. Um, but if you don't have structure, if you don't have systems and your chances of executing on that really, really, really diminish. So I think structure and systems are really important. So, um, one, I was actually just, I actually just published an article with the business journals about this. Um, but it's, it's, it's a simple system that I use. It's called the four by four system. You know about it, yep. but it's a, it's basically a way to operationalize your big goals. So what, what I recommend and what I, what I do personally is I like to, I have a, I have a personal leadership growth plan. So on that plan, it starts with wh- why are you here? Why do you exist? It's kind of like your high level. Why? And then it's like, what is your mission? Like what's your particular mission or calling in life? Um, and then from there, I, I, I want people and for myself, and I reflect on this pretty regularly, actually, um, what, how are you gifted? What are you really good at? And, um, how do you want to be known? So back to like, who are you becoming and what kind of brand, what kind of leadership brand, how do you want to be known by the people who know you best, especially, um, but then you, you, you identify what areas do you need to grow in order to get there? So once you, once you kind of identify, okay, these are my, this is my one year goals, my big goals, this is my goals for the next three years, five years, whatever that horizon is, then a system. So that, that's, that's kind of the introductory kind of structure, foundational structure, but a system to accomplish that I call the four by four system. And it's essentially taking what are the four things you're going to commit to getting done over the next four weeks. So four by four that um, are really going to move the needle for you the most in your life, in your career towards your big goals. So ideally it's, it's, it's a way to really take bite-sized chunks out of your big goals. And we found it to kind of be the sweet spot time horizon because it's not, it's not too short a period of time where it feels like it's insignificant kind of, you know, goals or wins. They're still kind of big rocks, you know, and it's not too long in the future where you kind of get demotivated. Um, so it's, it's kind of, and, and the key for me is that when you're doing it, um, they say you're like 42% more likely to achieve a goal when you write it down, because there's something like psychologically powerful about getting focused and articulating it to yourself, writing it down. But then really what we found to be the key is when you share it with your peers. So when you share with other friends, loved ones, coworkers, we do it with companies and there's so much energy and accountability and encouragement that comes from people knowing what's really important to you to accomplish. And it just, it makes sure that you actually follow through. Yeah. I love it. Okay. This is my next question. What, uh, if I, it's, if I keep doing X, I will never achieve that eulogy. So what are the things that are in your life that if I keep allowing this thing to exist, or if I allow this thing to have power, uh, I will never achieve that eulogy. Yeah, I think I would have to go with with comfort. If I if I if I if I choose comfort, then I'll never I'll never achieve that eulogy. I'll never achieve the the big goals that I have for myself. Um, I'll never feel like I lived out my purpose. And so I think that's a constant thing. And I and I have to think about that regularly. I we say that growth and comfort does not they don't coexist. So you yeah. can't be comfortable and grow. And it's funny, even for people that are goal oriented like me, like you that we, that we have big goals, you still, a lot of times in your life, you, you start to achieve some of your goals and you start to plateau. And so it's, it is, and I've been forcing myself to do this. I think it's really important that you celebrate wins and that you actually focus more on the gain over the gap. Um, yeah. Cause I'm somebody who doesn't do well with that. I don't do well at looking back and saying, Oh, this is amazing how far I've actually come, how far I've grown. 
but I will say I, I think in order to, I, I think life is a long, is a lifelong journey of growth and you have to be intentional to continually stretch yourself outside of your comfort zone. So yeah. my answer to that is if I, if I choose comfortable, if I ever get comfortable, then I, I will, I will not have achieved my purpose. What does choosing comfort for you look like on the regular? Choosing comfort looks like not putting yourself out there for me. <laughs> it looks like not seriously. It looks, it looks like not, not writing that book. It looks yeah. like not starting that podcast. It looks like, um, not contacting that potential, uh, client. Uh, it looks like not sharing things that are, uh, vulnerable, um, that, that don't make you look perfect. That's, that's yeah. choosing comfort for me. Yeah. I love it. Um, it, to, to me, that's such a juicy question. Cause I just love reflecting on, wait, wait a second. What are the things that I'm doing right now? Like, what are some things that I did today? They're like, if I keep allowing that to be what my days look like, I am never going to get where I'm trying to go. And oh man, it is a convicting thing to do. Truth, <laughs> like man. for me, Truth. honestly, sometimes it's, it's YouTube. Like I just spend a lot of time on YouTube. No joke. I spend I can, a lot I of time on YouTube. <laughs> every, every now and then I'll hit a YouTube wormhole. Yeah. Um, what do you think is the intersection between entrepreneurship and uh, living on purpose? Or why is being, why does being an entrepreneur, like why are entrepreneurs poised to have an impact or have purpose, maybe specially or maybe not specially? What are your thoughts on that? I think that I, I want to be careful because I think that I'm actually a big advocate for whether you're an entrepreneur or not, you can still live on purpose and live out your purpose. So I want to be careful in the way I say it, but I do think there's something special about entrepreneurs in that you have chosen, you have chosen in, in a, in a more unique way, I guess your field and you've chosen your, your work and um, not just signing up for a job or for an employer. You've chosen, you've chosen more, uh, I guess, significantly most of the time at least more significantly the kind of impact that you want to drive in the world so i think i think it's it just allows you more uh autonomy really to live out your purpose when you're an entrepreneur it doesn't mean that you can't do it um, working for an employer i think you totally can and that's part of what we do at, at co-thrive with the companies we work with is help people tap into what's their personal purpose and how does it relate to their role in their organization and the impact they can have in their organization. But yeah. I think as an entrepreneur, you just have so much more autonomy that it allows you to um, pursue purpose um, in a more free way. Yep. Yep. I think as an entrepreneur, I get to choose what's important. I literally get to, I got all the options in front of me or as many options as I can get in front of me. And then I choose what I'm going to decide is important. Yeah. And that for me as a Christian yeah. is a very prayerful decision-making mm. process. And then sometimes yes. I have no options in front of me. And that's a very prayerful situation as well, where I'm literally <laughs> going off going, God, I need clients. <laughs> that's hilarious. No, but you're, you're, you're right. You're right. And I think one thing I've realized, because we, we do a lot of what we call the heart work with leaders. And um, one thing I've realized is that some people really, they do have a lot of clarity on their purpose already. Um, but a lot of people don't, maybe even most people, they don't have a lot of clarity. So maybe they have like a high level, this is why I exist. You know, like if you're a Christian like us, it's like, I'm here to glorify God. I like to say I'm here to worship God with my life and, and, and really be loved by him. But that's kind of like the high level why a lot of people struggle with like, what's the specific kind of mission that I'm on though? How do I live that out? 
And what I've found that's kind of freeing for a lot of people, at least is um, that purpose and mission isn't necessarily just something that you discover. So for some people, it is some people just hits them upside the head. Some people have a burden placed <laughs> on them where it's like, hey, this is what I am meant to do with my life. I know it. Um, but for most of us, I don't think that's the case. Um, for most of us, I think we, we partially discover it, but we also choose it. Interesting. And when you, and when you, and when you realize that, when that clicks and you're like, wait a minute, it's actually something that I choose. And here's my other thing. Even if you discover it, you still have to choose it. You still have to commit to it. Yeah. So I think it's a little bit more freeing for people when they think of purpose, um, when they realize that it's something you choose. Yeah. So, I got goosebumps when you said that, because I don't, this is, again, I told you, this is something that I don't have an answer for. Like not, I mean, I've got some thoughts and theories, yeah. but if the question is like, God, what purpose did you give me? Um, I don't know that I could just answer that question. And I don't hear, I can't think of he, Christians that have said, um, you know, some people, they don't have a, like a preordained purpose that got, that God is slapping them upside the head with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, from a theological perspective, obviously I think God, God knows what we were, what we were destined to do. Right. But in terms of the way that he, that, that shows up for us. Sometimes you're right, right. We're slapped over the head with it and we, and we know it, but I think, yeah, other times it's something that's a more organic process and it's ultimately something that we have to choose. Um, and so, and, and I'll give you a little framework too, if it helps at all, but yeah, um, I think I heard this first from, from Tim Keller, but it's essentially, how do you know, how do you know if you're in your, your calling or, or following your purpose? It's usually the intersection of three things. So the first is, affinity like what are you drawn to what are you naturally kind of drawn to what are you passionate about however you want to say it the second is what are you like naturally gifted at or what can you be naturally gifted at i don't want to have a limited mindset so what what can you be really good at yeah and the third is where is there real opportunity um is there a demand for that thing and so and so when you find that kind of sweet spot of affinity hey i really love this and i'm actually really good at it and there's a real need for it, you can be pretty confident that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm kind of following my, my calling and purpose. I love that. When someone writes the Wikipedia page on your company, CoThrive, more than the brute definition of what you do, what do you hope will be said about your company? The Wikipedia page. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I would say that like what do you hope what do you hope is gonna it's gonna it's gonna be known for or retro will be said this, about it this this organization helped change the world and i and i say that at a, at a high i know that's like a cliche and a high level but i truly believe that the best way to change the world is with better leaders and so the impact that i want to have and i have my own my own BHAG, my big hairy audacious goal is that i want to be reaching a hundred thousand leaders over the next five years that's a, that's an ambitious goal. Um, but I, I, I really, I really believe it's the best way to change the world is by having better, more purpose driven leaders. And so that's the ultimate, that would be the ultimate praise is that this, this company helped change the world. And even if not in a big macro way, um, we, we change the world for different localities or for different company cultures, um, for different family units. Um, that would be the ultimate praise for me. Awesome. I have one last, one last question on my question set, but since this is the first interview, I kind of want to ask you this, Blake, uh, do you think that I need to include the question? What is your purpose, Blake? Or do you feel like by driving towards your eulogy, we cover it? 
Um, it's a good, that's a fair question, but I, I would say, I'd say it's good to include that question somewhere in the show. Cause, um, cause <laughs> you like, so? I, I, cause you, cause you know, I, <laughs> I took, I talked about it pretty, um, pretty high level, um, yeah. before, because it's, it's like what I wanted to be known for. And I wanted to be known for being purpose driven, but I didn't talk about what the purpose was until just now. Let's hear it. <laughs> so I just hit the purpose. So the purpose for me is that, um, like my specific purpose, I talk about the high level, why do I exist? Um, which is to, for me, it is to be loved by God, to feel that love and, um, to worship him with my life. Um, but my, my particular mission and, and the way I live that out, my purpose is that I want to help inspire and equip better leaders. I think it's the best way to redeem the world, the best way to change the world for the better. So that's the purpose that I'm on. And then my, my BHAG kind of supports that. I want to reach a hundred thousand leaders over the next five years. And um, I'm going to be in faithful pursuit of that. Awesome. I love it. I've got one last question for you, Blake. And it's, self, it's a selfish one. So as I've been reflecting and praying about my own life as an entrepreneur, um, reliability is sort of like my word for 2021. I asked God, like, you know, cause it's a fad. Like everybody goes like, what's going to be my word for this year. And I felt like when I was praying about it, I felt like God was kind of groaning a little bit, like, wait, you're going to jump on this bandwagon too. But I was like, I was like, God, if you, if you had, if you had one for me, like, what would it be? And very clearly I felt like God was saying it's reliability. Wow, sir. So, um, which was interesting. So it's not what I would have guessed that it would have been like if I could have chosen, but, um, so reliability as in like being more dependable, um, like what I say I'll do, I'll do. So, um, which man, that's a vulnerable thing to admit that that's like, that's what God wants me to work on the most this year. So anyways, Mm. uh, before I start breakdown crying, um, what's the, what's the best thing or things that you have done or systems or just yeah, hacks or whatever, um, that have increased reliability for you, particularly when it comes to being an entrepreneur or your business. I love that word, by the way, that's, that's, that's a good, and I do believe in word of the year. So I've been doing that with my wife for, for a while now. And I have a crazy story. I'll tell you about afterwards on that. That just happened to me, but, um, so reliability, I would say, uh, as I've been thinking about off the cuff, uh, I think that community is really important for that. So, you know, that I'm a big advocate of, of, um, a mastermind group and we, we leverage that concept for companies, but I think there's something powerful when somebody invites accountability into their life. And I think that if you do it the right way, so if you intentionally build the, the structure and if you have people in your life that are going to, are going to uh, speak life and hold you accountable to the things you want to do, um, it's the best way to help. It's the best mechanism to help you follow through. And so I, I'm thinking about reliability in that in that vein and having basically having community that will will help you grow in that area and help and help you be more reliable. The other uh, quick thing, this is high level, but um, I would say just making sure that you built discipline into your life, which I know that you do. You have you have yeah. you have different structure and framework. But um, the but getting hyper tangible, what's a specific discipline the, that you found the morning routine? That's where I was going. So the morning routine is actually a big deal. And mine, to be totally candid, has been helter skelter ever since we had kids. <laughs> um, but they're getting more reliable, to use that word at, at their sleep, uh, little by little over the years. <laughs> so my morning uh, schedule is getting more and more reliable again. But I think it's a really key way to start the day. And it, it's a way to prime you for, for uh, success and reliability can be a big part of that theme. 
Yeah. But having, having no matter, like some people say you have to wake up at five 30, 6 AM, whatever you don't have to, it's just having a routine when you wake up, it's really important yeah. that yeah. you start the day intentionally. And, um, if you, if you prep yourself for that day, then I think that you're going to see benefits on the reliability front as well too. Yeah. It's, it's good to hear you say that because that is one thing that I've been trying to do. Uh, and I think I've been doing a pretty good job with it since I made the big push, which is like every morning I get up and the, the, the goal is I have to hit a major milestone on a kid's book for a client this morning. So I get up in the That's morning, cool. typically go to Panera, start drinking some coffee and thinking through like, what do I have to do to hit a milestone on one of my clients' kids' books? And that means different things. And I'm kind of discovering more like what milestones should be just as I'm doing it. But that's been really helpful. And this morning, I let something get in the way of it. But this is the first morning in a while where I have done that. So it's good to hear you say that right now on the podcast. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. And then Confirming. in the evenings, I try to, so it's like the morning is hit a milestone on a kid's book. The evening, at some point before I lay my head on my pillow, I have to do something intentional. I have to do some kind of intentional relationship related thing for someone on my Fabrique list. So open Fabrique and find somebody that I haven't reached out to or connected with and do something about it or maybe clean the list. Maybe it's like, oh, this person doesn't seem like they really want to be my friend. Uh, and you know, <laughs> I, I could throw this, I could give this slot to somebody else. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love um, so this, this year for me, um, we, we just a Christmas Eve, we went around a table with the family and, uh, with my, with my family here in, um, Orlando, my wife's family we're having dinner with, and we all had our word of the year. Um, and for me, it's freedom. Because um, 2020 uh, was actually a really great year overall, but I'm still been bogged down with some lingering real estate projects in particular that can't wait to get done. And I just wanted this sense of freedom from that. And so it's like, hey, 2021 is I'm going to have, I'm going to walk in freedom. And what's crazy is the next day, um, opening gifts and my sister got these bracelets and these bracelets came from a special company, I can't remember the name. Um, but they are coming from women who have been freed from human trafficking Wow! and they have the word freedom on them. And she had these already in advance. I opened up my gift and I see this bracelet and it says freedom on it. I'm showing, I'm showing you on the, and I was like, that is crazy. It kind of gave me goosebumps because it was just kind of a, a, an affirming thing, a confirming thing on my word of the year. That's awesome. Um, I kind of wish I would have asked you this earlier. It's good that I'm working this out right now live here on this first episode. But um, I want to leave, I want, I, I would love to have like every episode leave the listener with something tangible to do. So like if you're, if, if you're listening to this podcast and you're an entrepreneur and you want to dig more into your purpose, or if you want to take put a system in place that's going to help you take action on your purpose based on your experience, Blake, what would you tell a listener to like push pause and do right now? I got to go back to uh, my, my biggest recommendation is the four by four system. So that's had the biggest impact for me in my life. It, I, I see the impact it's having with the leaders that we work with. And it's just a, it's just a simple tool. And we like simple because it's more likely that we actually execute. Right. So it's a simple tool to help you get things done and to help you focus because as entrepreneurs, we have, most people do, but especially as entrepreneurs, we have like tons of things, like a laundry list of things on our to-do list and to have a way 
to have a mechanism to say, all right, if I had to choose four things this month that are really going to move the needle for me the most, what are those things? Just that, that, that practice of getting the focus and clarity is super impactful. Um, and then if you're sharing it with somebody that helps you actually follow through and, and, and gives you accountability to take action, it's even more powerful. So that would be the tangible takeaway from my perspective. I love it. And how can listeners connect with you, Blake? I am on LinkedIn. I'd be happy. I would love to connect with you on LinkedIn. Awesome. Cool. Well, I have no listeners yet, but when they do listen, I want I them to connect it. with you on LinkedIn too and on Facebook and, awesome. and start listening to Leadership on Purpose. Awesome, man. Uh, Appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks for being my first guest, Blake.